0: Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. I wanted to explore a discourse by the Buddha from the Majima Nikaya. The Majima Nikaya is this collection of discourses is this thick book by Bhikkhu Bodhi uh, translating the middle length discourses. Majima means middle and middle length discourses. This is a collection of 152 discourses of the Buddhas that have come down to us. Um, there's also other collections. There's the long discourses, the Digha there's the numerical discourses, the Anguttara Nikaya. There's the connected discourses, the Samyutta Nikaya, and then there's a kind of miscellaneous collection called the um, Kuttaka Nikaya, which includes the Dhammapada and a few other um, collections. But the the middle-length discourses, it turns out, has some of the most Uh, well-known and um, uh, important teaching discourses. The Satipatthana Sutta, Discourse on Mindfulness, is number 10 of the 152. And tonight I wanted to um, explore a discourse, a sutta that is... um, It's different than any of the other ones in that it is there are four discourses in a row that have this particular teaching. Number 131, 132, 133, and 134 are all having this same teaching. And the name of this teaching, at least the addition that I have in here, there's a few different names, is called One Fortunate Attachment. So, you might think, wait a second, okay, the Buddha talks a lot about non-attachment, letting go, that's the way to freedom, that's moving from the second noble truth, the cause of suffering is attachment, and the end of suffering is Letting go. Which has all different levels from in the moment of of being present all the way to full awakening. But he says there's one fortunate attachment. At least that's the translation in this edition. There's a few other translations that um, that refer to this as one auspicious night. So it's so interesting how the same Pali words uh, can be seen in, in different ways. Uh, but I like the translation, one fortunate attachment, because it is so striking that it is antithetical to what the Buddha usually, how the U- Buddha usually teaches. So I thought we'd go through this, the sutta. It's not a very long sutta, and then we'd talk about just how it applies to our practice and our daily life. And I thought to make it easier, I would share the discourse. So I'm going to share the screen right now. And for those who are listening to this later on, oops, let me clear away a few of these things. Um, for those listening to this on Dharma Seed, um you can just go up to um just Google uh Buddha, um Majima number one thirty one and you can see it right there. So here it is one fortunate attachment. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um and it's the in Pali it's the Ba uh bad eka rata suta bad is actually a word that's translated as fortunate it's interesting like oh that was really bad but really bad in a good way sometimes um bad means bad it means good i should say Ekka is one and rata can be either translated as attachment um or um or night so the bad bad ekarata sutta and this is the sutta and we'll get to the refrain in a few moments and i'll just read it uh and you can follow along on one occasion the blessed one was living at savati in jetta's grove anata Pindaka's park There he addressed the bhikkhus thus. Bhikkhus, and by bhikkhu that means practitioner, that's you and me as well. I shall teach you the summary and exposition of one who has one fortunate attachment. Listen and attend closely to what I shall say. Yes, venerable sir, the bhikkhus replied. The blessed one said this. let not a person revive the past or on the future build their hopes for the past has been left behind and the future has not yet been reached instead with insight let them see each presently arisen state Let them know that and be sure of it. Invincibly, unshakably. Today, the effort must be made. Tomorrow, death may come. Who knows? No bargain with mortality can keep him and his hordes away. But one who dwells thus ardently relentlessly by day by night it is he the peaceful sage has said one who has who has one fortunate attachment it is he the peaceful sage has said who has one fortunate attachment so just a few comments before we go on to the rest of the sutta, let not a person revive the past or the future, build his hopes. The past has been left behind, the future has not been reached. Instead, with insight, let them let them see each presently arisen state. Let them know that and be sure of it invincibly, unshakably. Today, the effort must be made. Tomorrow, death may come. Who knows? And by death, with a capital D, is kind of a, a reference to um, the the king of death, uh, Lord, Lord Yama or Mara. Kind of like in, in our way of seeing things, the Grim Reaper is another way to put it. Um uh, No bargain worth mortality can keep him mortality and his hordes away. But one who dwells thus ardently, relentlessly, that's such a powerful word, relentlessly, by day, by night, it is he, it is that one, the peaceful sage has said, who has one fortunate attachment. Now, it's important, I think, to, whoops. Hold on. Uh, it's important to translate that relentlessly. Wait, I'm going to make sure everyone is is All muted right. here. Um, right. hey, make sure you're muted. Uh, I, Jim, James, I think you're. I think you're unmuted and can can hear you. Sorry, so, I'm I heard my pain. Oh. Do no. you know? Do you know? Yeah, there you go. I'm going to mute you. Um, So. Relentlessly, relentlessly can be a tricky word. It just means I take it to mean ardently, um, just unceasingly that this is this is what you're trying to do to be present as much as you can and be attached to being present. Here's the rest of the sutta. And then we'll go into what it means. How bhikkhus does one revive the past? Thinking, I had such material form in the past, one finds delight in it. Thinking, I had such feeling in the past. I had such perception in the past. I had such mental formations in the past. I had such consciousness in the past. One finds delight in that. That is one how revives the past. And how, because, does one not revive the past? Thinking, or one thinks... I had such much, uh, such material form in the past, one does not find delight in that. Thinking, I had such feeling in the past, I had such perception in the past, I had such mental formations in the past, I had such consciousness in the past, one does not find delight in that. That is one how one does not revive the past. And how does one... Build up hope upon the future, thinking I may have such material form in the future, one finds delight in that. Thinking I may have such feeling in the future, I may have such perception in the future, I may have such formations in the future, I may have such consciousness in the future, one finds delight in that. That is how one builds up hope upon the future. And how, bhikkhus, does one not build up hope upon the future? Thinking, I may have such material form in the future, one does not find delight in that. Thinking, I may have such feeling in the future, I may have such perception in the future, I may have such formations in the future, I may have such consciousness in the future, one does not find delight in that. That is how one does not build up hopes upon the future. And just a little bit more. And how Bhikkhus is one vanquished in regard to presently arisen states here, Bhikkhus, an untaught ordinary person, most of us has no regard for noble ones and is unskilled and disciplined in their Dhamma. One who has no regard for true men, true, true people and is unskilled and undisciplined in their Dharma, regards material form as self, or self as possessed of material form, or material form as in self, or self as in material form, regards feelings as self, perceptions as self, formations as self, consciousness as self, self as possessed of consciousness, or consciousness as in self, or self as in consciousness. That is one how, is vanquished that is defeated in regard to presently arisen states and how bhikkhus is one invincible in regard invincible in regard to presently arisen states here bhikkhus a well-taught noble disciple or practitioner one has regard for noble ones and is skilled and disciplined in their dharma one who has regard for true people Skilled and disciplined in their Dhamma, does not regard material form as self, or self as possessed of material form, or material form as in self, or self as in material form. They do not regard feeling as self, perception as self, formations as self, consciousness as self, or self as possessed of consciousness, or consciousness as in self, or self as in consciousness. That is how one is invincible in regard to presently arisen states. Let not a person revive the past, this, such a one has no, or the future, such a one has one fortunate attachment. So it was with reference to this, that it was said, bhikkhus, I shall teach you the summary and exposition of one who has one fortunate attachment. This is what the Blessed One said. The bhikkhus were satisfied and delighted in the Blessed One's words. Okay. So what does all of this mean? Um, In fact, maybe um, before my giving some exposition, anyone want to comment? About it, Larry. You, if you'd unmute yourself. Well, my guess is that the attachment, which we're all waiting to hear, is attachment to the present, to the arisen states. That's that's my wild guess. That. <laughs> And and the attachment to the present moment, not the past, not the future, not fantasy, but being here now, as someone said. Huh. Um, and then he goes on to say, he's talking about form, feeling, Perception, formations, or one can say mental formations, and consciousness. Anybody know another name for those five? Anyone familiar who wants to, if you raise your hand and unmute? Annie, you're shaking your head. Why don't you uh, unmute and, and say...
1: Well, it's the um, I don't remember what list it is, but it's the uh, the beginnings of the Satipatthana Sutta and the stages that you go through.
0: Well, it's actually it's in the fourth foundation in the Satipatthana Sutta. Um, One of one of the lists in that fourth stage is this list. It yeah. has a specific name. Any, oh. a, a, anyone remember the, the name of this? This list? Robin. Uh, why don't you?
1: Uh, <laughs> um, isn't it the five Skandas?
0: Yes, There there's a few words that mean the same thing. The five Skandas. I'll put that in the in the uh, chat box five skandhas in Sanskrit in Pali, the five khandhas and in English, usually spoken of as the five aggregates. Form, feeling, perception, mental formation and consciousness this is how the buddha described us human beings form is this body and the other four have to do with the mind feeling which is not emotions in this but pleasant unpleasant neutrality what's called vedana Every moment has pleasant, unpleasant or neutral feeling perception. That is our ability when we see something to recognize. Oh, uh, this is a microphone. Uh, this is a screen. Uh, these are people there. That's called the mental factor, of per- of perception. Mental formations is the fourth Skanda or Kanda which is all the thoughts and mind stuff that comes out. And then there's consciousness that is the knowing faculty, the the capacity that we have to know experience, to be aware of experience. So... Those are the five skandhas or khandhas or aggregates. And that's another way of talking about this body-mind process. That's how the Buddha spoke of as this body-mind process called you. You are a collection of these things. So he says, first with regard to past, future, or fantasy, he says take refuge in the present moment but this is not just not just being present in uh in any old way it's bringing mindfulness to this present moment i was just listening to a Uh, Really uh, great talk that uh, Joseph Goldstein uh, has just uh, been on with Dan Harris, 10% Happier. I love Dan Harris, 10% Happier. Really great podcast. And Joseph is his main teacher. So I saw, oh, Joseph is on. I'm going to hear that conversation. Uh, And as uh, Joseph was was pointing out, he, he likes to say, There's a difference between recognition and mindfulness. There's a difference between being in the present moment and recognizing what's happening versus being in the present moment and being mindful of what's happening. For instance, you can be um, angry in the present moment And no, I know I'm angry. Ah, Yeah, I'm angry. I'm ticked off. I'm this. Now, you might be aware and recognizing that you are, what's happening in the present moment is anger. But mindfulness is a deeper understanding than simply recognizing your experience. Mindfulness is knowing there's anger, but not judging it, not fighting it, not giving into it, and not identifying with it. But rather, anger is just arising right now. That's all. Here's anger. And it's just part of being human. As he says in that third foundation of mindfulness in that same discourse, he says, know the mind filled with anger. Actually, in the discourse, as it's translated, know the mind filled with hate as the mind filled with hate. No, the mind filled with restlessness as the mind filled with restlessness. He doesn't say, get that hatred out of your mind. Stop being so restless. But rather, just recognize, oh, this is this mind state that's arisen right now, that's come to visit. By not identifying with it, by not taking ownership of it and thinking oh i'm bad for having that or hey that was a really beautiful loving thought check it out what a wonderful person i am that's just the other side of identification he says don't get caught in either of those but simply know that this mind state has arisen And without delighting in it, without grasping at it, without being aversive to it, one is mindful and knows what's happening without getting caught in the stories. And with this particular uh, discourse, he starts out by saying about the past don't delight in any of those five uh, five khandas or skandas. Oh yes, my body used to be so so supple and vibrant and strong, or my skin was so much smoother and didn't have wrinkles. Oh yeah. Oh, I was so I was so handsome then that's delighting in this form or in the, the, the Skanda or Kanda of feeling, you know, Oh, it was so pleasant last week or last month, or when I was a teenager. Oh, I was, it was so pleasant. I had so many happy moments. Oh yes. or, Oh, I had so many awful moments. Oh, yeah. And you're dwelling in that. That's thats delighting or getting attached to the feeling. The perception. Oh, yes. I remember when I got my new car. Uh, blue Camaro. Yeah, I remember my blue Camaro. Wow was so cool what a cool car that is perception or mental formations all the thoughts oh i had so many lovely thoughts in the past or oh i remembered when i was when i was in love uh before the dopamine uh ended and then and then i had a relationship i had to deal with and oh well that was okay but oh it was so so excited all of those wonderful thoughts you know. or all of those awful thoughts you could get just as attached to the awful thoughts about the past or the consciousness that knew it yeah so he says don't delight or get caught about past in form feeling perception mental formation or consciousness same don't delight or get caught in the future oh it's gonna be so good when we go away and i'm gonna be lying on that beach yeah now that's not a bad thing to have you might think oh my goodness does that mean i can't have any fond memories or i can't have any dreams i personally think it's good To have beautiful memories. But if we get attached to them. This is where the problem arises. If we get. Attached to our form uh, and to our future, I should say that hasn't arisen yet. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for that to happen. Or, oh, my goodness, I hope that doesn't happen. And we are living in the future. It's good to plan for the future, and it's good also to be um, prepared for the future. But so many people dwell in the future. And miss out on the present. So many people dwell in the past and miss out on the present. So many people live in fantasy and miss out on the present. In fact, I would say most of us probably spend more time in the past or the future or fantasy and not so much time in the present moment. Sometimes we call that a peak experience when you're really here or you're really present for someone. And that's what we're training ourselves to do to be more and more here in the present moment because this is where it's happening. But even if you are in the present moment, there's such a powerful tendency to have some comment about how the present moment is. I like this present moment. I want to keep it here. How do I keep it from going? Or oh, this present moment, it's good now, but what if it goes? When is it going to go? How do I keep it here? Or what if it doesn't go? How do I get rid of it? is not mindfulness. That's being here in the present moment, but having thoughts about it, either with attachment, aversion, or taking ownership of it. I'm such a wonderful person for having that thought, or such an awful one for having another one. And the thought in the present moment gives rise to a whole... Proliferation of thoughts. And by proliferation, the word, one word we've mentioned here before, that's a really good word to know, a Pali word. Papan, let's see, there it is. Papancha. Papancha is proliferation of thoughts where one thought gives rise to another, to another, and to another. This is from another sutta of the Buddhas, a really great sutta, number 18 in the Majima. I'll just read this little section. Dependent upon I and forms and I consciousness arises, the three of them is called contact, where you see something, you have an an eye that works and a consciousness, they come together. That's called contact. With contact as condition, there is feeling. There is that pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. What one feels, that one perceives. One has a recognition of what's happening. What one perceives, that one thinks about. What one thinks about, that one mentally proliferates. So one thought gives rise to a whole story. What one mentally proliferates. One, one, with, with what one has mentally proliferated as the source, perceptions and notions tinged by mental proliferation beset a person with respect to past, future, and present forms through the eye, And that's where we get into a whole lot of trouble you probably have seen this for yourself you might have one thought and in no time at all you've created this whole story and you are gone anybody know what i'm talking about oh good yeah this is just called the proliferation of of thought papancha and he says if one can just see and be in the moment without proliferating, Ah, there's safety, there is refuge in the present moment. Just by knowing before it proliferates into, I'm angry and yeah, they really did that. And I'm going to get back at them or I'm not going to speak to them for a while. or I'm going to write a real angry email and I'm going to I'm going to give them what for blah, 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 blah. There you go. Instead. And here's anger in the mind. Boss, as they say in India, boss means enough. That's it or basta in in Spanish, it's the same. Uh, There's anger. Oh, and without getting into the whole mental proliferation, it is seen as this arising in this present moment. And with that, we have a wise relationship to what's happening right now. For me, one of my main reminders when I get caught is just saying to myself, oh, what thought am I believing right now? Sometimes I'll say, what story am I believing right now? And when I say that to myself, I'm reminded that this is just a story I'm making up. That's all. Or I'll sometimes say, <clears throat> particularly on retreat this is a a label that i use oh mental fabrication that's what's happening this mind has just created this world mental fabrication and it's almost like everything evaporates in that moment so this is why he says if you love the present moment not with attachment or aversion but if you love being here in the present moment with clarity and mindfulness you're free you're liberated from confusion and you can have a wise relationship to what your experience is instead of grasping or pushing away or identifying, taking ownership of it. So just to end this, I want to uh, ask a, a bit of reflection, uh, and then we can maybe have a little bit of a conversation. So just to make this more real. Okay. Uh, invite you if you would like to close your eyes for a moment and think about something in your past it can be something wonderful if you choose it could be something not so wonderful choice is yours You might go for wonderful. If you're feeling in a lousy mood, then go for something wonderful. Um, Think about it and remember it. We do have memory. And as you remember it. Notice. Notice how it feels inside. You might even have a picture of that memory. So it becomes that much more vivid. just remember and now become aware that you are creating a thought about the past in the present moment right now there is a thought the mind has created in this present moment and simply know the mind has just created a thought. And perhaps when you become aware, oh, thinking, that's what's going on, or mental fabrication, that's what's going on, let yourself come back to right now. And feel the connection and the ease and the peace in right now. And feel your body sitting here. You might take a few mindful breaths. Second part of this reflection think about something in your future. Maybe it's something you're really looking forward to. Or maybe it's something that you're worried about or dreading if you've been having something rolling around that brain. And you might have a picture about what's to come or what might come. What you're hoping will come or what you're fearful might come. And now become aware that you're creating a thought about the future in the present moment. The mind is simply making up a thought of the future in the present moment. Mental fabrication. The mind has just created a story, a world, without needing to get into the whole papancha proliferation thinking that's what's happening and come back to your body and just know that you're sitting here and breathing alive. And just notice the difference between being lost in the past and the future and realizing the mind has created that and I can be right here in the present right now. Okay, and let yourself come back. And I would really encourage you this week to play around with this. This is where freedom is found. This is where ease and peace is found. Just love the moment mindfully. And whenever you find yourself gone past or future, just know that there's an option to come back to now. And again, you can enjoy your memories or learn from your lessons or plan consciously and enjoy your dreams. But when they become sticky, so that you are lost in Papancha. Know that life is happening right here, right now. Okay, so we have some time. If there's any comments, questions, observations, um, if you raise your hand, let's see. Probably if you go to the reactions box, because uh, it's on two pages now for me. Uh, I can't see everybody. Uh, let me see. No. Yeah. Well, now I think I can see everybody who has, who has a video on. Um. Okay, Charmaine, hi. And uh, unmute yourself.
1: I so you're saying that if we're thinking, we're not in the present.
0: Well, you can be thinking and and be mindful, like the thought, "Oh, I'm angry right," or "There is anger right now," is a thought. But
1: is that being present?
0: <laughs> yeah. The well, being I present. mean, you're you're actually you're present about the previous moment <laughs> uh, in, in some ways. So
1: you're saying that's okay as long as you don't do uh, proliferate on it.
0: That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and also you should know that the, the definition of a fully enlightened being is somebody who's always in the present. So you don't want to have too high a bar for this. But just know that the present is always available. you Um, and just be natural you know so for me the key is this this is how my my practice works when I find I'm getting caught I feel contracted and it feels very different than just going through my day Uh, which happens the, the more you've practiced mindfulness you know that you're not walking around contracted all the time but when i feel contracted it's a it's it's a real contrast to non-contraction to openness and when i feel contraction what i what i s- say or feel is first oh, wait, there's another way. There's something that's hooking me right now. And when I'm not contracted, I go about my life, you know, doing what I do. And, you know, I don't have to worry about being mindful every moment. It would be hard to to read and try to comprehend and be going reading, 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 reading. The words, The words wouldn't get in. So... To be just natural, but to see when you are getting hooked or contracted. Ah, what's happening? Come on back right now.
1: Well, what if it happens that you miss that point where you catch it and you're,
0: you're got- angry? Because yeah.
1: It happened to me last week, getting angry with the a salesperson i was frustrated yeah i was um, and i i blew up at her Mm -hmm. Uh, you know it got me to the supervisor but i felt really bad Uh that i spoke that way yeah um i you know from the buddhist perspective i don't know i almost want i feel so bad about it i mean so here from a from a perspective of a Buddhist perspective, do I apologize to her? What, I need to take care of that. Life. Well, yeah, you know,
0: me. first of all, if you see that, it's
1: the, two different things, but.
0: No, it, it, the, the, I mean, in a practical way, it makes it makes sense. First of all, if you feel bad because you acted in a way that you regret.
1: Yeah.
0: And you can apologize. That feels really good. It probably will feel better than carrying around the next two days, oh I can't believe I yelled at her and, and I just blew up and God what kind of a Buddhist am I anyway, etc etc. You might that's, as well just,
1: that's the dialogue.
0: <laughs> yeah, well you might as well just go back, you know, and say, Hey, I really lost it there, I'm truly sorry. So that's one thing. And the Buddha recommends that. He says, you might not remember until after the deed is done. He says, learn from it and make amends if you can.
1: Okay. Okay. That's what I wanted to know.
0: Okay. The other side of it, just quickly, and then we'll get to Nathan. uh, has a question. Is that no matter how lost you get, the present moment is just one thought away. Here it is again, waiting for you to wake up. So to dwell on the next few days, God, I can't believe I blew up on her. You're missing all of those moments right now where you can just see, oh, anger has arisen. Oh, wow. Okay, what do I need here? Maybe self-compassion, maybe an apology, maybe um, uh, maybe a sense of of... Of uh, further determination for practice, forgiveness, all of that. So it's always this moment is waiting here for you to meet it in a new way.
1: Okay. Okay. All
0: Thank right. So Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Good to see you, Nathan. Quickly, last one, and then and then we we need to go. I've found for me that
1: um, those the thoughts of the f- fantasies and, and thoughts of the future are very tempting. And it's like the same muscle or same part of my mind that wants to watch lots of YouTube videos or just be entertained constantly. And I've found that like, it's really just discomfort with the restlessness that I'm like kind of restless. I need to stimulate the mind some way. And and so what I do try to practice coming back to the present is very much like a battle of like finding stillness in what is very rest, a very restless mind. Mm. So any thoughts on that? It's a bit forceful for me, hoping you can help with yeah,
0: other. well, that's a great question and you're you're not alone actually restlessness is there even at the third stage of enlightenment, the fourth stage being a fully enlightened being third stage there's restlessness what what else is around so cut yourself a bit of slack and There's an art to holding restlessness with compassion. You might have a whole lot of energy, okay? Take some deep breaths or move your body just to even discharge that energy. But know that you can hold that restlessness with kind awareness because the awareness of restlessness is not restless. That takes some practice though. And especially when you're meditating if you're feeling restless, take some deeper breaths and just invite calm if you can, but also be an explorer of restlessness. We've We've never lost anyone. You you might be the first meditator to die of restlessness. I don't think you will. Just, okay, let's just feel it buzzing around. Ah, but you might also, another way is to just feel yourself sitting here. Just try this. We just have a few moments left. You can, everybody, you can do this. Close your eyes for a moment. Okay. And just feel your body sitting here. There might be thoughts going around, there might be energy going around, you might be tired or whatever. Just feel your body. You can feel your hands if it's hard to feel your whole body. And just make contact with something that's going on right now. And let your attention rest there so you're not restless. But just rest in that connection. And then take a few mindful breaths. Uh, Breathing in, calm. Breathing out, ease. And again, feel your whole body. Okay, and then gently you can come back. So you might just experiment with restlessness. It's one of the five hindr- five main challenges, obstacles, the five hindrances, restlessness, agitation, worry. They're all the same, uh, same energetic um, stirring up. So you want to make friends with restlessness instead of seeing it as an enemy. Ah, restless, my old friend restlessness again. Okay. Let's see if I can be with you for a few moments. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Time to go. I'll just do a quick dedication and I, I would encourage all of you. Just for the fun of it. When you're caught when you're lost. Know that the present moment is always here for you. There's refuge in the present moment. That's what the Buddha is saying. And love the present moment mindfully, without attachment, but just appreciate it. Okay, so uh, let's connect with ourselves, with each other. And let feel appreciation that we can all share the Dharma together. How fortunate we are to want to become more aware and kind. And let's collect all of our goodness and whatever good comes from our being here together into a, a great ball of merit and share it with all beings everywhere. May all know happiness and peace And may our coming here together be for the benefit of all human, non-human, all living beings and this beautiful planet that we share. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org